Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Occasionalist. It's Adam Chemielewski taking over, but with me, as always, is Matthew Pagel. Matt, how you doing today, buddy? Uh, not too bad. I was just going to let you go with Chema taking over, and I was just not going to say anything. <laughs> yeah, believe me, like it got a little quiet on your end, and I got lost out of my rhythm because my mind went somewhere else and stuff, but I thought it was a semi-smooth recovery, and uh, thank you very much for uh, for saving me on that one. <laughs> All right. Well, believe me, everybody, this whole uh, thing is not going to be filled with um, Adam Chemielewski follies, at least hopefully not anyway, as we're taking a trip to the year 2060 again. And um, this episode is just like we're getting ready to take our big break. And we did this um, a similar episode, actually the exact same title uh, last year. So I thought, you know, um, before we took our big break this year, it'd be nice to uh, kind of revisit this whole thing and um, gives us a chance to talk about uh, current issues, some other stuff, but from a different lens and everything, you know, just trying to make it not one of those like um, almost like news kind of podcast where you just kind of sit there and talk about current events the whole time. So I tried to put a little unique uh, spin on the whole thing. But before we dive into everything, I did have a little bit of a lightning round question for you. And um, this was asked, like, I think on the radio or something within the last three weeks, and it had got me thinking, and I wanted to ask you the same question, is that if you had a time machine that you, you could only use one time, meaning you could just, you could go somewhere and come back, and you had to specifically use it to see yourself, do you go see your past self or do you go see your future self? It, whoever phrased this question, um, you, you're using it twice, initially. Okay. Because, oh, I mean, you have to. Although, you right. can only go you're, one direction, then. Um, that's right. Uh, so, like, that... But, anyway, that's not really... Not really getting to semantics. I know what you meant. Um, you know, I... This is a really narcissistic question um, that I, I really don't have any interest in. Because it's... It's posing one of two things. My future self holds important wisdom and lessons I need to follow now, or I hold important wisdom and lessons that I need to teach my past self. And either way, it's the same question with just a shift of perspective. I understand. Okay, no problem, dude. Well, let's move right along then. I, I mean, like, I, if, if, I, if I had the option, if, I, just, I know it's not the question, if I had the option, I'd go see someone smarter or interesting. Okay, gotcha. Good I mean, like, know, why waste it on me in the past, since I was already there, um, mm -hmm. when I could go see Albert Einstein. Understandable. Dude, definitely. And actually, I'm not going to lie. I don't think, uh, I, I guess if I had to pick between the two, I would go for the future, but, um, you're right. Using it on somebody else would be a, um, a much, uh, you know, much greater experience and everything. So, yeah. all right, well, moving right along then. So going into like, you know, taking us back, we can do a little recap of the theme. It's just as 35 years from, or 39 years from now, last year it was 40. We're both alive. Just talking, you know, it's in the 2060 and, um, you know, we're just going to go from there. That's basically a very, very simple, uh, simple theme. And um, everything is divided into uh, five categories, which is science and technology, sports, entertainment, uh, significant events and culture and the political landscape. And then we'll answer some questions associated with each category. And, uh, yeah, some of the things might be, you know, relevant or most of these are going to be relevant to the current times, but then some of them might be just relevant to events that have taken place over the course of our lifetimes. So we're going to open up with science and technology and starting off with the fossil fuels fate. So by 2060, are a majority of cars no longer powered by fossil fuels? I fossil fuels. feel pretty strongly that legally they'll have to be. Okay. Like yeah, there's not really that... an option. I know, I know the car companies themselves 
are pledging with the next decade to have a majority of the cars electric anyway. But I'm pretty sure the increasing, the increasingly strict emission standards will basically eliminate fossil fuels. So legally, there isn't a choice. Yeah, and like I know California, we're getting we had enacted the big law to go um, that they're going to stop making gas-powered cars and everything out here. Um, I think within the next. 10 or 15 years, something like that. So like, I'm assuming that all states are, it's going to follow that eventually, you know, California is definitely the, the lead for well, that kind of stuff. I don't think the states are going to follow, but like Chevy's going to do, Chevy's doing it. I think Volvo and someone else, some other um, European manufacturer is doing it because they want to sell cars in California. Mm-hmm. I got gotcha. you. So, I understand. There's not like Alabama. There's not going to be an option for you. <laughs> okay, I got gotcha. you. So at some point in time, it just becomes up to like, well, it's the car companies taking the initiative because California is where you want to sell cars. They have the most people there. It's easily like this is a driving state for sure. Like, oh mm-hmm. yeah, it's a driving state. So yes, this is by far the largest market. And and, and other and other countries too have significantly stricter um, emission standards. That then that's another gotcha. reason why like why these by these car companies because the also i you know chevy sells cars to europe so that's right and if uh, and if europe says uh everything has to be electric by 2030 then that's what they're gonna do yeah no that's very true and like you know europe and everything like that is way more progressive than it is here so i could see them you know doing the whole we're going all in on this uh, a lot sooner than here we are at the the states and stuff mm-hmm. you know yeah believe me like i I know it's way, way out of my price range, but like um, coming up for a new car soon and like Jess and I like just been checking out Tesla's and I'm like, just get cheaper, just get fucking cheaper. And as soon as these things get somewhat cheaper, I will gladly jump on this train. But um, Tesla's and everything are a little bit too much right now. A little bit out of my price. I feel like the low end is like, it's in like the 40s. it is in the okay, yeah. So your base, I think, like the absolute base strip down model is about thirty something. Okay. Um, and then you, so you're looking at like thirty six, thirty seven, and then you kind of go up from there depending on what kind of features you want and stuff. Right. right. Um, like I just don't want to make payments on it. Like my the last car I bought, I I bought like I think I paid for like eighty percent of it, like the day of and stuff like that. So I'm waiting to get into a similar situation oh, okay. where I, I can you. put yeah. like a real real big good down payment on it and then make smaller payments and stuff. Because uh, like I just don't want to have the like five hundred dollar a month plus car payment thing. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit that's straining the budget a little bit here, and I right. do like going out on going out on the weekends and stuff. So, but it is coming. It's definitely coming. So, and like so now with this whole like um, I guess you know just I always think of Back to the Future too with this whole thing. Do you ever is that even something that like people is going to even be entertained like the idea of like turning trash into like a some type of fuel like um you know, for what, for whatever it is. And then back to the future too, is the car. Well, yeah. I mean, I think there's probably someone working on that right now, but in back to the future too, the way it works is they have to put a giant bomb on the car. It's a fusion engine. That's right. So if that were to explode, it would decimate everything within several square miles. (laughs) I understand. That's for sure. Yeah. Like I, you know, I threw like immediately, that's where I go to, where I go to like alternative fuels and stuff. I forgot the element of the, um, the reactor, the bomb, and everything like that, which uh, you know drove the first Don't part get into of the a car crash. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> yeah, like I um, I know that like in our trash problem and stuff um, that is going on in the world, like at some point in time, I this is coming where like we could maybe use it and use it helpful, you know, to like power stuff. Um, well, I was thinking maybe. 
I mean, maybe it would be much more useful if we could just dissolve it, but then then yeah. try to use it again because um, I mean, like, sure, I guess we could use trash to burn stuff, but I mean, do you want to burn trash? That's a very good point too. Yeah, because like you're basically creating another problem by burning the trash. Yeah. That's right. Yes, you bet. I gotcha. Cool. So the next thing I want to focus in on is medicine and stuff. Um, and like by 2060, you know, do you think that we found a cure for AIDS or can AIDS and cancer? Like as simple as just taking a pill? No. Yeah. Like I um I don't believe so. Uh, number one, just even the money element, like money is in treatments and everything like that. Um, maybe like some, I guess, like smaller cancers, like I, I maybe less severe cancers might get some kind of like pill treatment towards um, towards the future, I could see. But when it comes to like the big stuff, um, I, I don't necessarily think we're going the pill route. Well, I mean, smaller or bigger cancer doesn't really matter because it's your own DNA. So like... Okay. It's you can't. You you would need a pill that can reprogram your DNA from eating your own body. So it doesn't okay. matter if it's lymphoma or if it's like liver cancer. It's the, the same mechanics at work. So it doesn't matter if it's like something quote unquote easy or if it's something terrible. Um, let's focus on curing the cold first. It, that's been around for a few thousand years. We haven't done anything about it. Yeah, I got you. Start small and move. Uh move from there yeah you think that um with the advancements that we've had that maybe the cold would have been um uh, been taken care of by now but um that is not the case okay so the next section um, i'm going to kind of mix this one up a little bit because i i'm kind of interested to know this personally but like um are you like invested in cryptocurrency right now do you see yourself do doing this at all like i've never asked you about this is this something you're involved in uh no i i i have to do i have to do research in it for work and I'm really not interested in losing all of my money. So I'm not going to invest in cryptocurrency as it currently stands. Yeah, like I am, I don't have anything in it. It's way too complicated. I don't, this isn't like one thing that I've looked up how the details work and everything. I do know a couple people back in Cleveland that had some cryptocurrency. I don't necessarily know if it's um, something that they still have or not, but um, it's just not something that i see myself into um number one i don't like the idea of losing a bunch of money uh number two the idea of you kind of checking on something all the time i don't really need that you know this was like why i don't necessarily like play fantasy football or anything like all that much is because i just get like too into it and cryptocurrency would eat up a large part of my life and also a large part of my budget so that that's something i don't necessarily see myself um getting involved in but uh you know in terms of what the world is going to be like in 2060 is um are people still using cryptocurrencies that far into the future oh of course absolutely 1000 percent. it's going to yeah. be most transactions it's going to be I it's going to be most transactions and it's we're 2060 chemo 2025 a bank's going to have their own <laughs> cryptocurrency yeah dude i'm telling you like I could see it even evolving from whatever the hell it is now. Like in 2025, if the banks are doing it, who knows, by 2040, it could be a whole new form of crypto money and stuff like that. So I, I, I just like I don't really see this. I don't really see the limits to something like this, mainly because I don't know all that much about it. But I just if it's something that's super popular now, who knows what it can evolve into in the future? Well, it's it really doesn't evolve per se i mean it's 
it's sort of it's already changed certain cryptocurrencies have already changed like i don't know if you've heard of nfts or if you've heard that term get thrown around a lot recently uh, i mean it's a non-fungible token um yeah it's it works on the blockchain too um it's once we have more products that are going to be available through crypto purchases uh that are going to be like through like you can buy art um you can buy there's a house that was for sale that was an nft um like once more and more things are available through um you know be it through bitcoin ethereum uh, dogecoin whatever once there's like more buying options it's just going to be it's almost it's going to get to the point where major banking and lending institutions like have no choice but to do their own version of of those coins i don't it can't really like evolve Mm -hmm. per se i mean there's like it's just it's just it's just encrypted computer currency it's it's fake computer money so like it doesn't like evolve necessarily but it's just the adoption of it will like will come once uh a wells fargo or u.s bank or something begins uh begins using it as their one of their main sources of uh, of currency for transactions yeah like i know um the nft thing has become really popular with like certain musicians and stuff and like um kings of leon were king Kings of Leon is like the first band that anybody's ever heard of to do something like this. There's another band that beat them out slightly before. Um, it's just somebody that I've, I've never heard of, but um, Rancid's doing it. Like, there's like, I'm telling you, there's a lot of like different artists that are jumping in on this uh, NFT thing, and like Rancid's doing. Like they're doing different ones. Like it's like almost like a, it's not like a weekly thing, but every now and then, and I think there's been three different opportunities since this NFT thing caught on that they've done it where it's just like, Hey, we're doing a new NFT and here's all the information, blah, blah, blah. So um, I, I'm kind of interested to see, you know, like what some more of what the, some more of the artists do with these, with these NFTs as time, uh, time progresses mm-hmm. and stuff. So we, so we can both agree that it's going to be a lot more popular uh, in the future than it is today. Well, I mean, it's I it, in the future. I don't even it won't even be called cryptocurrency. It's just going to be currency. Like it'll just be called like there's not going to be a reason to have money. Yeah, 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 yeah. I gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I completely understand. There's minimal reason for me to carry around cash now, and actually, cash is a uh, it's a kind of an inconvenience. I'd rather have everything and, digital, right? And, and if you could, and if you could sort of, and if you could take. If you even then, if you could keep it even sort of quote unquote safer from you know from various um, you know from various hacking attempts from you know however then like all the you know then like that's just going to become the standard basically again once once a once a major financial institution pushes their own uh, cryptocurrency it's not going to be like cryptocurrency like the the way we think about it as being this sort of volatile. Um, this volatile like investment tool right now, it'll just be currency in the future yeah. because that's going to be like the money standard to keep your money safe from uh, from prying eyes and, and 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 to keep your privacy. Gotcha, I understand, dude. Yeah, the, well, believe me, let's see. Uh, wonder which major financial financial institution will be the first one to do it. So and, I, I can tell you right now, guarantee you, one of the one of the app based uh, lenders or financial institutions. Okay, like who would those be? Because I, I mean, like, so basically, like Bank of America like, is like one Ally Bank you... or something like that. I think that's one of them. Um, uh, who else? Um, there, there's I, I don't I'm not gonna look it up right now, but there's okay, like yeah, several yeah, yeah. just like app app based banking um, that like those are gonna be the first. There's gonna be the early adopters. 
okay, and then like the U.S. banks and the the Bank of Americas and all that will sort of follow eventually, like after those. Right. What would what would really break it wide open? I think El Salvador already did it. Like it's, uh, I'm not sure if it's all cryptocurrency or just Bitcoin. I think it's just Bitcoin is like official tender in El Salvador, like everywhere for everything. So like if the United States ever did that, then it wouldn't even fucking matter. Like everyone has to get on board if the U.S. said. That Bitcoin, Ethereum, Dogecoin, any other coin, whatever. If those were all now legal tender, then they could be used everywhere. Gotcha. Okay, I understand. And like when it comes to this stuff like Dogecoin, like really dumb question here, but like do you just go on like Dogecoin.com, like I want to buy Dogecoin? Is that how it works or do you have to go through some kind of like middleman? How did do you know about that process? Um, well, since I've not invested, I'm not 100% sure. I know, you can, I know you can get through most of them on Robinhood if you okay. wanted to, so... But but I'm gotcha. assuming I'm assuming if you were to get in contact with the Dogecoin people directly, they wouldn't stop you from taking your money. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it's a really dumb move to uh, to do that for sure. <laughs> All right, so let's get into this. Something I'm actually um, kind of because you know Bezos and everything is going into space. Um, and as the time goes on, civilian space travel is just going to become more and more of a thing. Um, so by 2060, like. Is this something that like only the super rich is going to be able to afford, or do you think like the average person is going to be able to afford to take a space trip? Oh, this is only going to be super rich until there's a reason to send civilians to send regular people more regularly into space. Yeah, there's. I I got to tell you, like, even if there was a reason, which I don't know what the hell it is it's still going to be ridiculously expensive. Like there's no way that um, these kind of plane tickets or sorry, these shuttle tickets, rocket tickets, whatever you whatever they're going to call them are ever going to be like $200, like, like a spirit flight. Well, you know? no, but by then, you know, $58,000 will be like 60 bucks now. So <laughs> yeah, that's right. The infl- inflation. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I don't want to get into that. Think about that whole thing just because in California, like we're getting raked over the coals for a lot of different shit right now. Mm-hmm. It's it's atrocious, dude. But yeah, no, that's a really, really good point um, about that. And yeah, like I, um, you know, I guess part of me like wants to think that like I'm ever going to that I'm going to be in some position to do. I, I'm not like unless I, you know, like become uber, uber successful, which um, the trajectory for uber success is like not on my thing. I, I'm set up, to, you know, to maybe be successful, but like uber success as a whole, they're different thing. And um, I guess like I just this is something that um, I'm never going to be able to, to do, you know, and like I'm, I'm cool with that. But at the same time, I'm kind of like not cool with that at the same time you know so that's that's just me you don't want to be you don't want to be the first people that does that that does this oh no not the first absolutely and and not even not even the first time you don't want to be the first i don't know thousand flights to do this because rockets blow up shit goes wrong there's nothing you can do i'm telling you right now like if you were to put like a real deadline a real timeline on like when people We'll be casually going to, let's just say, like the moon or something. Twenty two sixty. Twenty two sixty. Until okay. like until there is until there is already like an ironed out process and a reason for people to go to space, then it's just not going to be very commonplace, and it's always going to be very dangerous. Yeah. Do Do you think Bezos like? He's he has to. There had to be test flights like done a whole shit ton. He's not like taking the inaugural flight, is he? Well, he's taking the inaugural flight of that one, but I mean. Like, yeah, they've tested rockets and things. 
Okay, I was about to say, I'm like, because I just, that just seems like a little bit too big of a risk for him to be like, yeah, hey, I'm, this is the first time, you know, like I'm, you know, that without doing any like um, actual kind of testing on that particular style rocket, I'm like, there's no way that he's, um, that he's going into space I, just on a whim, you know well, what I'm saying? No one I'm is, like, Chubbo. They've tested these things for years and years at a time. <laughs> How long do you think that that, um, the, the penis rocket that they have has been in development for? Um, I... I don't know. Probably it's probably not theirs to begin with. So probably decades. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Like I've, I've only, you know, when it comes to the whole Amazon part of the discussion, I've only heard about that for like, just, just like a few years and stuff. And I um, can only imagine how the process works where it's just like, Hey, I'm Jeff Bezos. I'm interested in civilian space travel. I want to buy rockets. It's just like, um, it's one of those things that it's just like so lavish. It's hard for me to imagine being in that position, you know? Well, it works the same way that the government does. They just find someone that's willing to do it for however, however much money. And that's right. It. Yeah. And like, once again, like, it's just something that is, I just could, will never be in that position, you know? So, um, yeah. So when, um, you know, by 2060, when it comes to these like space stations type things, you know, when there is some element of civilian space travel, what would be like two kind of travel packages, space experiences that you think would be available to the super rich? Low orbit space and low orbit space. Okay, so they're not. They're doing not going like, go anywhere else. Yeah, if they go anywhere they, else, they're all going to die. Yeah, they go in like, or just basically like around the planet. That's it. I mean, we're not yeah. going to the moon, so okay, that's what I. That's what I figured. That's it. There's like, there's really... nothing else for them to do. Like, as soon as, here's something that like I don't think like people understand. If we're, I mean, we're close enough to Earth that like you would probably get trapped by the gravity anyway. But like, if you deviate too far from a flight path in space, and you can't get back on it then you just drift until you die because you don't, you won't have power or anything to get back to where you're supposed to be. So you just drift yeah, until yeah. you died. Okay. I gotcha. Yeah. So something in the, so that's going to basically be the only way that they can ensure anybody gets back to earth alive is just going, doing these like lower going around the earth a couple yeah, of times. Everyone come up for something, spend two hours up in space, flip around a couple times. Maybe we go from, you know, we launch in, uh, you know, Texas, California or Florida, and then we touch down, um, and you know, touch down in Russia um, and then like we have like the, the, the whole thing would be, it would obviously the space experience, but like the, the other part of it would be like, Hey, we're going to land in, we're going to land in Russia. We're going to talk to all these like Russian space heroes and we're going to have a whole thing. Like it's going to be mm -hmm. a whole deal like that. Okay. I gotcha. Yeah. The, the full experience both on and off the, yep. the ground and everything like that, or the, at least the off the ground as full as, as it could possibly be right. for, um, for this early in time and stuff. Yeah. Like I didn't like, dude, I, the moon is just like so far out there. And like, I mean, I'm even just imagining like whatever Bezos is doing is just probably just going up, going around maybe, or even just going up and coming back down. It's not going to be like some super elaborate space voyage. So there's, I don't think that like the super elaborate stuff is anywhere um, within our lifetimes. No, like, that it's is, no. not happening. No, no that generation hasn't been born yet. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> all right, dude. So let's shift into sports now. And um, I want to get lead it off with the GOAT himself, Tom Brady. I mean, I don't think he's going to be playing ball in 2060, but God only knows. You never know. Um, you never, never know, know. Chema. <laughs> I know. I have 38 um, Super Bowls by then. 
like I, I heard that I saw this like quote, I think it's from the barbershop episode that he did about how the end is coming soon. And I, for some reason, I think we've been there before with Tom Brady when he's, you know, maybe hinted no, at he, an end he or really said he, he said before 45 is it like I want to play until okay. 45. And I don't I don't really feel like that's one of those things that he would like if that's his goal, then that's the goal he's going to meet. I gotcha. And that's this year, right? This would be. No, next year. He's 40. Next year. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, it would just be insane if he was able to somehow pull two more Super Bowls out of his ass. But no, knowing Brady, anything is possible. Team. Yeah, I know. And I'm I'm, I'm kind of itching for football season to get started back up again um, out here. I really am just to kind of see how things work out. But uh, that's another thing for another day. So with Brady in 2060, what, like, what do you think his biggest like um, post-football achievement would be? Well, I, I want to I want you to answer this question first, and I'm curious as to why you had Tom Brady in mind for this question. Okay, like the first thing. Okay, I'm I guess like what the greatest achievement. I think this guy's going to end up being worth like a fuck ton of money when it's all said and done. Like oh, yeah, I mean, is. yeah, <laughs> so, I, like I'm, talk, I'm talking like billion, like billion. Like this guy's going to be like a, a billionaire a bunch of times over and stuff. Like when it comes to like. Golf, like who cares? You know, like I, if he wins a golf championship, I don't think that that's going to be anything like. Um, it's not a Super Bowl victory. You know what I'm saying? I'm not and thinking he's that. Never going to do that, so don't worry about it. Yeah, like I, like I know that there was that Aaron Rodgers Mickelson kind of thing that they did or whatever, but I just don't really see him being the pro golfer. So the, the um, worst, the worst regular golfer on the on the PGA Tour would beat Tom Brady every time by about thirty strokes. Oh, without, without a doubt. Like, There's no, it's like, just, don't worry, that's not going to happen. Yeah. So, like, I guess, like, you know, it was just, I was thinking that at the end it would just be like basically being, I don't see him being the president. I don't really see him being in politics at all, really. And what's weird is, like, I don't even really see him being a coach. It's, it's weird. Like, I, I can't place him in this post-football life, you know, like, it's because every, because all I'm seeing is just, Tom Brady is Tom Brady. So my guess the greatest achievement would be to just be a fucking billionaire a whole bunch of times over. And um, the, the reason that I had, uh, you know, just Tom Brady is um, just continuously like uh, in my thought process. Um, there's a project I'm kind of working on. That's like a, a Tom Brady S type character is involved in this like project. I just kind of started working on. And um, I've just been listening to so much like Cleveland sports radio. And since um, the Cavs were a little lackluster this year and, um, you know, they're still talking about the Indians and everything, but it's just either the Browns or football stuff. And Tom Brady must be a, a like a segment or at least a question that's asked every day, every other day, even on Cleveland sports radio. Yeah, no, I got you. Um, I, what, so that what is he going to do to be a billionaire multiple times over? See, like, that's the thing. Like, all I could think of is just investing in different stuff. Like, but like, I don't even think he didn't even really put his name on. I don't see Tom Brady vodka out there. I I don't see Tom Brady health bars or whatever. Like, I just see him being one of his products. He has like the TB12 methods, like a workout thing. He has clothing. Um, I don't like, I I don't think he'll, uh, he could ever be a billionaire once over because he is not involved he's not interested in the business stuff the same way that someone like LeBron James is. I gotcha. 
There's, okay. just, there's no path. Yeah, to, I, I've, I've never heard Tom Brady say, like, I want to own the Patriots one day. Or I want to do this one day. Like, that's just not on the radar for him. I don't think... I don't think, to, to answer this question, I, I really don't think there's, like, anything massive for him unless he becomes, you know, some kind of, like, you know, some kind of, like, motivational speaker type. Because I bet a Tom Brady motivational speech is probably pretty fucking good. Um, yeah. But, like, there's nothing that he can do that would make him... He's worth, like, something like 200-some million dollars. Like, there's nothing that he can do that's going to make him more money. I gotcha. Yeah, I like I, I understand where you're coming from. I definitely do. I just I'm like um, his wife's uh, motivation. Yeah, that's something else that I keep on forgetting about too. Is that Giselle has like got more money than he does and everything. Yeah, like I it's I guess I just have such a hard time placing him outside of football. That um, the only thing that I could think of ultimately for him to do would just be to, to make money. But I I don't really know how he would do that. So it's just it just shows like how much of a singular. I guess just like a singular kind of lens that I view Tom Brady through is just football, football, greatness, greatness, greatness. You know, like I don't really see beyond that, at least in terms of like the future for him. Cause what he's doing right now is that's living the fucking dream, you know, like, like why would you ever want to like stop living the dream? I guess. The only thing I could, I could see him. I, I mean, I could see him being involved in football in some capacity, I, for some reason, I just don't see him as a as like a studio person. That just I I, I don't know why. Like I just yeah. can't, I can't picture it. I can't picture him doing Monday Night Football. But like I could picture him in his in his maybe mid to late fifties throwing his hat in the ring to be the commissioner. Oh, that's very interesting. Now that's actually a really good one. Yeah, like I you're right. I I don't see him. Definitely don't see him doing play by play stuff, doing analyst stuff. Like I almost think it's like too big a distraction. And there's this whole thing about Peyton Manning and Amazon and all the stuff right now that's kind of been brewing around in the, the the media and stuff and like the rumor mill. And like I even think that like as, as great as Peyton Manning would probably be in that thing, he'd probably kill it. I almost think that he is just like too distracting on that. It's just like I'm now listening just to like Peyton Manning. So like I, I don't really see Tom Brady doing that kind of stuff. But the commissioner thing, that's not bad. Like um, Roger Goodell sure as hell is not going to live forever. So um, something like that later on down the road uh, would work. And I, whoever you know, like let's just say that there's some kind of commissioner figure between. Goodell and whenever he would do it, I'm pretty sure the NFL would just kick the other commissioner out and be like, yeah, Tom Brady wants to be the commissioner. So that means your services are not needed. Well, I, I mean, maybe if the owners remember, he's the owner's employee. That's right. Oh yeah. 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 That's right. That's yeah, why, that's why like everyone, people are like, oh, man, I can't believe Goodell's still the, still the, you know, the commissioner. I'm like, it's cause he does a really good job for the owners. He makes them a lot of money. He he will go out there and fucking and if if it made the NFL an extra billion dollars, he would take his pants off in front of everyone at you know, at the NFL draft. If it made the NFL another billion dollars, yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, I keep forgetting about the whole like he's the owner's employee element of of the whole thing and stuff. You know, it's um, it's just like the way that I view like corporate. You know, like I almost kind of view it like a. And I know that they have like the union and everything like that, but I, I I almost view it like it's supposed to be like one of those things, like how the president like is a representative of our voices, kind of like one of the and one of those kind of thought processes. But it's definitely not that. Mm. 
Okay. So the next question, which actually is definitely irrelevant because it, it happened today. Yeah, where, I was going to um, say, when I was going through this, yeah. I'm like, I was going to do yeah. a whole thing like, Chem, I predict by July 1st, 2021. Yeah. Um, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Okay. Okay. So like when I, when I wrote the outline originally, um, I can't remember. Some estate recently jumped on the bandwagon, like at the like the like at the day that I was typing out this question and stuff. And I was thinking, like, okay, like you know, this might just be this thing. Like, you know, maybe it takes this another state x amount of time, and you know, by 2060, you know, that there could be some kind of like, you know, I guess like it would be like a, a slow burn. No, it was not a slow burn. They just up and decided, hey, yes, as of today, well, July 1st, 2021. Let me let me clarify a couple things. Let me clarify a couple things. It really has nothing to do with the states. Um, the states that made executive Ohio's Ohio's like it's not a law it's an executive order um by divine mm-hmm. um it's this what this stems from is Alston versus NCAA it stems from a loss an antitrust lawsuit and okay. what the supreme court said that like if this were any other business and you were not paying your employees um equal you know equal compensation for like you know compared obviously the ownership of any business makes more money than the workers but like it it, it this is like a thousand times worse in terms mm-hmm. of like the compensation that NCAA athletes are allowed to get. And also like if, again, if this was a regular business, you're basically telling your employees that you have no right to go find employment elsewhere, which is an antitrust violation. So there yeah. are no state laws against it. There okay, are not. I gotcha. There are no state laws. Oh, Otherwise Jim Trestle would be in jail. Um, yeah, everyone who played for the Miami hurricanes over the last 40 years would be in jail. Um, right. they'd all be in jail. Reggie Bush would be in prison for the rest of his life. There's no laws against it. What, what Ohio and some of the other states did were, were bring lawsuits or issue executive orders that clarified exactly like what, what the individual states can do. Um, because of the Supreme Court ruling and the timing of it, it basically just said, it just basically, the NCAA just said, July 1st, we're going to put this interim decision into place and then do whatever you want. That's basically what happened. Okay. But some states do. Some states did get ahead of things because it will be a competitive advantage if the state of Ohio, and obviously for the Ohio State Buckeyes, if we're sort of already codifying like what exactly we're going to allow, um, that 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 lets Ohio State like I within two years, maybe not even two years, maybe by the beginning of next season, um, there's going to be a whole office that works with Ohio State. That it's not like they're going to be offering. Um, sponsorships, you know, sponsorships, but they're going to offer sponsorship guidance and services mm-hmm. to student athletes for to help them right. like navigate like exactly how they can do things, what they can and can't do. Basically, like it's pro- there's a compliance office at Ohio State. It's probably just going to go through that. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, I definitely, definitely. And one quick like side question, um, because they were talking about this on the radio too. So, like, let's just say for example that um. Uh, an athlete lands a commercial, okay, like uh, mm-hmm. for, for for whatever it is. Insert whatever product it is here. Do you think that, um, like, when it comes to what they're wearing, okay, like, did you ever see how some like um, commercials, uh, football players are wearing just like stock uniforms or whatever, yeah. like a black and white jersey or whatever, because that company that is doing the commercial is not like an official sponsor of the NFL, thus they're not able to wear the actual NFL yeah. stuff in the commercial. Do you think that there's going to be a similar type of logic when it comes to college where like 
um, let's just say it's going to be an Ohio State, uh, you know, the, you or Quinn Ewers gets a big like um, endorsement kind of deal. Do you think like in the commercials, it's just going to be like him in like the stock jersey as well, that there's just going to be like a Quinn and like a, a red jersey, like nothing like specific to Ohio State um, on his like on his wardrobe? Oh, of course, more than likely. Um, okay. It, it, because, I mean, we're we're basically just gonna have to wait and see. But I can what I can tell you right now, there's like don't expect like to see any Ohio State player doing an ad for Nationwide Insurance. Um, right. But like it's I think I think an Ohio State lineman has already inked like a sponsorship deal with like a car dealership or something. But like mm-hmm. if you were like at local TV in Columbus, don't be surprised if you see the the right tackle like hey come on down to jim's auto and you know their yeah. their endorsement is guaranteed they cannot wear a jersey but you know they you're right they'll have like the just a generic red jersey on or something um but like it, it, it's i don't there are definitely some hypothetical scenarios that we're going to run into with this that are just like we're just going to have to wait and see but i don't think mm-hmm. it's going to be as drastic as people think because only, only even last year, like as great as like Justin Fields was, Trevor Lawrence is going to be making quote unquote would probably make ten times as much as Justin Fields. Yeah, I gotcha. Okay, yeah, 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 definitely. Okay, so what I did was um I kind of I guess just like I, I as this whole thing was unfolding today and everything, I um made an adjustment kind of question that I'll just kind of answer myself about yeah, sure. like competition and everything. And I got to tell you, dude, um, and, you know, feel free to like disagree, agree with me. Um, but like, I am so fucking excited about the landscape of college football for the next God only knows until like I'm dead basically, because I think that this could do a lot of wonders in terms of competition and everything. And I'm not, I'm not saying that like Ohio state is still going to be Ohio state. I'm not saying that like all of a sudden, like these powerhouses are going to go anywhere, but I do think that like this might do something for not, not the smallest of schools, but kind of like those schools in the middle. And if all of a sudden, like, just I, for a hypothetical sake, let's just say that, you know, Kent State has got this awesome sponsorship program like that. They, you know, they, you know, they got this office that can help kids and Kent State football players are making a ton of money. It might help bring like really good talent to um, to Kent State if that is something that those players could do through that school. And obviously it won't be applicable to every school, but like if you take. Oregon, for example, like the Nike guy and everything, like all the connections that that campus has with Nike and all this other stuff, and just the, the that would be illegal. That Nike might have. So, like, I'm not saying that they're going to get like you know, not like getting a Nike contract, but I'm just saying that like you know, if they're well, no, they're, what what know. I'm saying is, if it's tied to enrollment in any way, it's still illegal. Okay, so they can only do it. You can just, only you can, have to go search it out. You have oh, to. Oh, you have it. to go search it. Okay. Name, gotcha. image, okay. and likeness. Oregon doesn't own the. Na- what they're saying now is that the universities no longer own that name, image, and likeness. If it's tied to enrollment, it's still illegal. You can't like someone was on the radio today talking about like, well, what if Dan Gilbert, you know, who went to, I think he went to Michigan State. I know he, I, I'm pretty sure he went to Michigan State. Someone was like, well, what if Dan Gilbert, you know, says like, hey, if you come play quarterback at Michigan. You know, you'll get you'll get like a five million dollar deal with uh, Quicken Loans or you know whatever, and 
like clearly, um, I think it was was it had to be bad. Yeah, it was Baskin and Phelps. Clearly, they weren't like a hundred percent up to snuff on that because that's not legal. You can't use it as a recruitment tool. If the okay. Michigan State quarterback went and found a deal on his own that paid him five million dollars, there's mm-hmm. nothing the NCAA could do about it. But you can't tie it to enrollment. So okay. this doesn't help Kent State at all because one. Okay. One, why would you go to Kent? Like, let's say you're a good player and you want to get paid money. You're going to make more money at Ohio State than you will at Kent State. I gotcha. Okay, I gotcha. It, it, like, it doesn't. Do think- this is why I don't think this is really the biggest deal. It's a big deal, um, but like, it, it's not going to shift the balance of power in any way, shape, or form. Because let's. I mean, beyond getting paid money, if you're a really good football player, would you like to go waste your time at Kent or go waste your time at Ohio State? That's a really good point, too. Yeah, you're definitely right on that. That is a good point. You'd want to waste your time at Ohio State. Yeah. So it's no, – okay. I, I don't think I, – I just – it doesn't really make a huge difference. Now, like, what's going to happen, like, with kids at, like, Kent and, and Bowling Green and uh, Toledo and what have you, like, I guarantee you, go go look – like, it would be interesting to follow in this coming – like, in the coming weeks, it would be interesting to follow, like, a few random football players from, like, smaller schools or mid-sized schools – and just to see like what they're putting on their on their Twitter feeds, on their Instagram feeds, guarantee you some mm-hmm. of these some of these dudes are going to get hooked up with some like protein bars for hawking them, uh, you know, uh, power shakes, clothing, just like you know, simple clothing stores are like, hey, we have an athlete who plays at Pitt, um, repping our repping our shoes when he's not uh, when he's not playing football. Like you're going to mm-hmm. see a lot of that. Like you're going to see a lot of stuff, um, physical okay. stuff, shoes, clothing, food, whatever. Um, that's what you're going to see a lot of. There's not going to be like, you're not going to walk into Kent State and someone's going to hand you $30,000 for something. <laughs> right. Like when it comes to the money though, like if you're going to like a bigger school, like $30,000, like Ohio State, like a $30,000 for like the quarterback, that that's within reason, right? I mean like between like maybe some, like a four years or so, maybe worth of car dealerships and like autograph appearances and stuff like a bigger school and a star could accumulate that kind of money. Right. Oh, Johnny Manziel made $30,000 a month. Yeah. Signing yeah. I dude, I've heard that. I, I, I heard that fucking story and stuff and like, yeah, yeah I'm just so like, yeah. if, so, if, okay. if, you know, if, if you know, if, if Ohio state has like the next big, it doesn't matter. Any school, pick, pick any school. Michigan has the next big, um, quarterback or like the next big, you know, if Michigan produces the next Charles Woodson, that guy's going to be able to make probably several hundred thousand dollars a year just just signing stuff. Yeah, of course. Or maybe, like, or maybe keep... because it's you know there's going to be it's going to be more available, maybe less, but like it's still going to be like he's making he's making a you know could probably make in the course of two years or, or three years could make essentially like um, you know like the full minimum salary for like a regular NFL player. Gotcha. I understand, dude. Yeah, I feel like, dude, I can only imagine, like, now, like, being in this whole position, just being younger and stuff, where you get to, like, make some fucking loot in college and everything, and if I was, I would just be so happy to be pulling in, like, a couple hundred grand or a season, or just from autographs appearances and appearances at uh, Ganley Ford and all that, like, that would be, that just sounds, like, amazing, and I'm uh, glad yeah. that this, um, oh, for this sure. finally happened. It, it's, I mean, it, it really, it was only a matter of time, and now it's just the things that these... <laughs> top flight kids are already doing are just going to be like, now they just don't have to worry about getting fucking suspended for it. So, um, you know, and like, and it's, I think you'll be like, again, I think you'll be surprised at the, I don't want to say the lack of money, 
because um, there's going to be plenty of money thrown around. But I think you're going to see more of, like, in the same way, like, if you follow, like, a fitness influencer, all the shit that they use, their weights, their um, their outfits, the food that they eat, the drinks that they hawk, all of those are given to them. I think you're going to see a lot yes. of that kind of barter. Okay. Yeah, and dude, I'm, I'm all for that kind of stuff, too. Like, I, I love the barter system. I love getting, just give me something for doing something. I, I love free shit and stuff that could be done for easily easy work. Like just posting an Instagram photo, dude, I think exactly. it's a great opportunity, great opportunity for the, for, um, the, the kids and everything like that. If, I, sure. if I'm a big, if I'm a big fat lineman at Ohio state, I'm, I'm headed at Chipotle and high street myself mm-hmm. and going like, all right, we, we're going to work out a deal here. Right. Much, <laughs> yeah. much Chipotle as I want for like, whatever. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, um, the other thing, um, just to kind of put the bow on this conversation, um, uh, you might know the specifics, but the Madden, Madden, or uh, NCAA is bringing back college football. Yeah, at some point in time, I don't know when they're going to bring it back, but like this sort of cracks the door to have like active players. Okay, like so, do you think that we're getting not everybody, but we're going to at least get the stars as far as like names on the jerseys in the game? Oh, you no, you'll get everyone. Get everybody. You'll okay. get everyone. Okay. I, I don't like you'll get more than likely you'll get everyone but like they already they already do this in madden um like the backup offensive guard for like the washington football team his Mm -hmm. face doesn't look like him because who gives a shit i gotcha okay i gotcha tom brady looks like tom brady yeah and dude did you see like i just saw this one image but justin fields from the new madden game it looks a lot like him, but we're going to talk about video games later, so I um, yeah. don't want to get on, down that. But I'm just I'm telling you, like uh, I'm just very impressed with what they've been able to do. So, all right. So I um, originally wanted to do kind of like a whole episode on boxing and stuff, but um, I really just kind of could wanted. In all reality, the conversation just comes down to two questions, which I'm about to uh, get into now. Is this celebrity YouTube sensation boxing trend thing, whatever's going on now, is that going to be over with by 2060? No, that's been going on since the 70s. It's, not, it's never going like, to stop. Okay, so like, do you, I guess like in terms of pop, it was always this popular? Like I just, for some reason, it seems like it's more popular now than it was before. It's just on more, it's just on more, there's just more companies willing to pay money for it. It's just okay. on, more, on streaming services and online. There just weren't like celebrity boxing is absolutely nothing new. Um, it's yeah, just that there's right. more outlets for it now. Yeah, I guess, dude. I just I remember like the celebrity boxing show growing up, the the, the Fox show and everything. Um, I I gotta tell you, like I'm just and I don't want to get too in depth on it, but I'm just like so sick of the shit. Like with um, it seems like it's just so it's so popular. And I like, I, I didn't have any desire to watch the Logan Paul play any of the Paul fights. I like, I, I basically just found out about what happened to him on what, what happened with them mm. on Instagram and stuff. And, um, I like, I, I just, I, I don't like it. I, I'm not a fan. So it tails into the next question, which is, is boxing restored to its former glory by 20, 2060? It says 2020 in the outline. I'm sorry about that. But, um, is it 2060? Are we, is boxing like, I don't know. Is at least as good as it was again? Is it like where? Where do you think it is? Boxing hasn't been glorious since the '60s, so no, no. Yeah, I'm, it sucks, man. Because yeah, maybe like, the '70s, I really... but it, 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 like no one. It, it's it's been it's been very different for a very long time, and it's it, it's being overtaken by other combat sports. 
it's just not going to, it's, there is no former glory anymore for boxing. However, having said that, they still make more money than, uh, than most MMA fighters. Yeah, that's, that's true. That is very true. Yeah, I, dude, I don't see it. Um, and we've talked about this before and like kind of MMA suffering from this problem of having like a uh, real charismatic, like, you know, kind of front runner and stuff. And, and we've also talked about like, you know, um, maybe not now, but like in the future and stuff, because there's more like, you know, um, basically like more like white privileged guys are getting into MMA and stuff that this image of like your captain America, good old all American white boy. That's not a racist piece of crap is like somewhere on the horizon. We just have not necessarily met him yet. Mm -hmm. And with boxing, like, man, I just like, I just don't see it, dude. And we asked, we had this question or this discussion one time about like, um, you know, just like the heavyweight champ just being like a goddamn fucking Terminator and like the most feared man in the world and stuff. And it's, I, I just, I'm not like, I, I, I just don't see it. Like, I, like, I'm not saying Tyson Fury is not the, the man or like D- D- Dante Wilder isn't like, just like a beast or whatever, but it's weird. Like it just, it doesn't come with the same kind of like pizzazz that it once did. And like, you know, this could be totally in terms of like quality, the fighters and stuff. Like, I mean, Mike Tyson, just like, I mean that, that from the nineties is just like goddamn animal right there. It's like, that's almost like a special breed of human being in general, but I, I just, it doesn't carry the same weight as it once did. And I, I guess like I never really saw Tyson Fury as the, as the the guy the guy to you know to to, to be this like Terminator heavyweight champ of the world guy. He's and, not. Don't don't put that. He's not. Yeah. Dude, he, yeah. He, if he if he fought back in the nineties, I mean, not even Mike Tyson. Fucking left hook Lacey would have fucking taken him to the ground. Like he's a fucking scrub. They made up a title for him that he that he that he currently holds. Um, he's, he's fat, he's 40. It's just that the division sucks so much that there's no one to beat him. I gotcha. Yeah. It's like, and I, and I got, and just with all that right there, it just, it just basically supplements like what we've been saying here is that it's just, I, it's just not going anywhere, you know, but, but what's, what's weird is like, I, when it comes to like, you know, not, not the YouTube shit, but like, if there's like a kind of like a bigger fight on, like, I, I still like, I'm kind of interested in it. Like, I'm still going to try to make an effort to find somebody streaming it on Twitter that I can just kind of watch from my phone or whatever it is. And like, it's still something that I find interesting, but it's just not what it used to be, I guess. And like, not by what it used to be by a long time. Mm -hmm. It sucks, man. Mm -hmm. I just like, I have a lot of like, not a lot of, but like I have a, like a little, like kind of like, you know, a couple pages of memories of just like some really awesome nights, like hanging out, watching a fight and stuff. And, um, you know, I, I just I kind of wish that the sport had had what it used to have. So mm-hmm. unfortunately, it's just not going anywhere right now. So the um, OK, so then to put a bow on the sports um, the sports category. Um, all right. So a couple weeks ago, we talked about the um, kind of like improvement for the lake project and everything like that, that Cleveland's, you know, kind of pondering right now. And it just got me thinking, like, do you think that the stadium is going to is going to be still like in that location by 2060 and if the answer is no where do you think it's going to go well i mean are you envisioning them like actually moving the stadium like i'm just imagining like whenever like the lease is up and like or you know the, the that they just you know decide to demolish and build a new building in another location oh you think cleveland's rich that's interesting um <laughs> uh yeah no it's going to be there for the next 50 60 years 
Okay. Yeah, I, I personally feel that the stadium should not be in that location. I mean, um, oh, the, I, the, I agree. Only, I, it's a terrible yeah. location. But, like, Cleveland doesn't have $4 billion to build a new stadium somewhere. That's, that's I, that is definitely for fucking sure. That's definitely, it's only going to get more expensive. Um, yeah, so, like, okay. Uh, do you think it's going to be, like, whenever it is new stadium time, are they just going to basically is it just going to be one of these things where like they keep building onto the old one or are we ever going to get like a crisp brand new with a dome stadium in Cleveland in our lifetimes? Um, I, I can't imagine that they'd ever, they'd, they'd ever build a new stadium. Like okay. in our life. I just, I can't imagine it because it's so prohibitively expensive and the Haslam's aren't going to spend money on it. And, no. <laughs> and like the, like the way the stadium, the co- like you can't just build a. St- they really fucked up with the stadium because they just oh, built yeah. a stadium. They just mm-hmm. built a stadium. There's nothing interesting about it whatsoever. Which is like I don't really give a shit. But like you, that's sort of the thing is to like like the owners. It, it, let's just say the Haslam's want to, which I actually I don't think they're even like allowed to move before like the 2050s. Um, okay. like legally by the NFL and like with some uh, contracts and accords with the city of Cleveland. Um, but like, let's just say like in the 2050s, the, the ha- well, probably whoever owns the team after them, you know, their kids or whatever. Um, if they wanted to threaten to move, like they could hold Cleveland hostage for like, how much was that Ram stadium? $3 billion. It's up there. Yeah. We're talking. They're going to hold ransom. Then 30 years from now, they're going to hold Cleveland ransom for $5 billion worth of the stadium. Do you think Cleveland has $5 billion to build a stadium? Oh, if they don't have it now, they're not going to have it in the future. I'm no. not seeing any economic. I know that like apartments and like it's, it's booming compared to what it used to be, but I'm not seeing this major economic um, flood of five extra billion dollars in cash coming all of a sudden right. into town. Like it, it, not now and not for a while. Like, believe me, I definitely want economic prosperity for my, um, you know, for my hometown and everything. But I don't know what they're going to do. Like, I mean, like literally, I don't know where this money would come from. No. Like, I can't. So, it's, so. they'll just build on to, um, by then they should figure out a way to put a, put, to put like at least like a geodesic dome or even just a covering. I mean, they did it in Miami. They put, um, it's not a full blown covering, but it's sort of like a, almost like a really huge series of <clears throat> huge series of awnings that shade about like 90% of the seats. And, like, keep rain off the seats. Mm-hmm. And that stadium's, like, what, 50, 60 years old? Um, yeah. So, like, th- th- something like that is entirely possible. And quite frankly, that's, like, all they really need is just to cover. It doesn't even have to be, like, a, a completely enclosed dome. Just some type of covering on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, I, dude, I, I'm not going to lie. I kind of hate the way the Miami stadium looks. It looks like a soccer stadium to me. And like, there are some really cool looking soccer stadiums, but for some reason that just looks weird to me. So whenever they do this, I want them to like, not do that. <laughs> like I wanted it to look a little bit better right. than what they did down. Yeah, Miami. no, I agree. I, I've heard, I, I've heard before, like there's, there's space for like a geodesic dome, which would just be like a, a big uh, geometric covering that would go over the entire stadium, which would be kind of cool. Um, it, it basically would make it look like it's in like a big bubble. Um, yeah. But yeah, like I, like I, I just, I don't, I have no idea how they would go about building, like how they would convince the city, it, even forty years from now, to pay for a new stadium. Like I, I don't know how they do it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't think it's going to happen in our lifetimes, and like, I, 
I'm pretty positive that like football stadiums, a lot more longevity than baseball stadiums. Like for some reason there's some, uh, maybe the Braves got a newer stadium or something recently, and the, the other stadium wasn't that old. And I, I can maybe well, that was, see that like, was different um, because they built that stadium for the Olympics. And oh, okay, it it wasn't not that it wasn't like built for baseball, but it was a much more multi-purpose stadium. And there was also okay. always complaints about like it it was like dark. Um, it just like was dark for the people that were there. Like it was like it just it felt like it was, you know obviously the players are bathed in light. But like the way that the the stadium was set up at post Olympics, it was it was dark, and also the cities were fine with it. <laughs> like they they had the money, and the voters yeah. said yes. They're not going to say yes to one here. No, I gotcha, I gotcha for sure. Okay, awesome. Glad, just wanted to get your thoughts on that because like I I still want them to to put a fucking covering on the Brown stadium. Like I just, I know that there's this whole like movement of people in Cleveland that like the outdoor stadium and stuff. And oh, they're stupid. I just, it's just, it's just like, why? Like we opt for comfort, man. Like you're meaning to tell me that you wouldn't have a good time at the game sitting there in your t-shirt when it's like 70 degrees in the 60, oh, no, I don't, I don't even care about in like, December. I don't, like, I don't even need that. I don't think, I don't think that's even necessary. What I want is a covering that keeps the cold wind off. So the stadium would still, oh, yeah. like a, a geodesic dome doesn't cover the ground. It just covers mm-hmm. the playing surface. So like rain doesn't get on it. Um, snow doesn't get on it. It would still be like cool inside. It would probably be like in the fifties or whatever. Um, that like, I don't give a shit about that. Like it, that's not big. That's not a big deal. Fucking throw a jacket on. But like, it's like, I don't want to go. I've, I've been at a November game when it's raining on you and it's awful. And like, I don't, I don't know why people like would want to, those games last year, you know, if, if anyone could have been at them when it was like 40 mile an hour winds mm-hmm. and no one could throw the football. Like, why would you, why would you want to sit there? Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. Like the wind chill and the rain thing, that's a fucking nightmare, dude. Like the snow, like when it snows, like snow, it's cold. So you just kind of like layer up and everything. But when it's, when it's rainy, cold and windy, it that's unenjoyable, man. Like yeah. I, I, I don't even think I've ever, I've been to football games where it's rained, but I don't think it's been like a slop fest. Like the, the rain just kind of came in at some point in time during the game. But um, I've never done the like where it's just where it's just unbearable. Like why even do it? And mainly because why even do it? It's just it seems like such an unenjoyable experience. Like I would re- like I'm not and I've said before that like, you know, when it comes to watching the games on TV, it's absolutely amazing. The NFL's got a bomb product, but that's like where I actually prefer to be at home and watch and oh, watch yeah, for the sure. game and stuff. For sure. Yeah, I, it, I, it, I, I would always prefer that. But like yeah, if you just keep me dry and not freezing, like that's enough. The people that like I've heard people like, oh, we get a home field advantage. I'm like, I, like maybe. It, right. That might only happen like once every few years that we get like a bunch of bad weather games. And and those bad weather games correspond with teams that don't play in bad weather. That might happen right. like once every four years. So oh, you yeah, want to like give right. up a dome for a once every four year advantage? Right. Yeah. It's like one of these deals where like, even if we're talking playoffs and stuff, there's a pretty solid chance that like any team, the Browns are going to play in the playoffs have the exact same conditions or worse than uh, the what Steelers, we do in the Cleveland. Ravens, yeah. the Patriots, the the chiefs, they all play in <laughs> shitty weather. What the fuck are you guys beat the, you know, even if we were to meet the Packers in the Super Bowl, guess what? It's going to be indoors anyway. So right. Like, <laughs> who the fuck cares? Yeah. I, I know, man. I know. I, I'm very entertained by that. Um, 
that side of the uh, the argument and everything like that. It's not like the I mean the Miami Dolphins may make a run, but it's not like it's going to be something that is uh, such this competitive advantage where um, we want to sacrifice the dome and everything. Right. So yeah, I gotcha. Okay, so that puts a, that kind of wraps up the sports. It actually does wrap up the sports section. So okay, so moving right along into our next category, which is significant events and culture, and I want to start off by asking. Um, asking a question about critical race theory and do you think that it'll be taught in every school in america by 2060 no oh god yeah no i know florida florida i think signed a law recently trying to banning it or something like that um yeah amongst other things yeah definitely um I know that it's going to be taught in some schools in America, but it's not something that the whole country is jumping on this bandwagon. Not a fucking chance. Um, I obviously like the more progressive areas of the country, I think might embrace um, certain schools might embrace teaching it. Um, But it's, this is something that I, I just don't see being taught in every single school across the country. Well, I mean, it would also be, it would also be inappropriate for every single school. I mean, it's already like a collegiate level. Um, it's already at most colleges. Colleges, um, mm-hmm. it, at least it, at least like aspects of it are at most colleges. I mean, this isn't like a new thing. It's from like the seventies. Um, it's just like the new Republican panic word uh, or phrase right now. Right. Um, right. But it's just it's not even just about like some states like you know quote unquote banning it. I mean, okay, you can just call it something else. And then yeah, like you true. could just teach it, teach it anyway. But like, what the big, what the big issue is, um, has to do with, has to do with like the, the 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 suppliers of school curriculum and and like books and things to schools. Mm-hmm. They have like those companies have a very outsized impact on what gets put into a book, and right, and if and and if they they rely on certain they rely on certain state like school boards for insight. And because of that, even if you were to have like three or four, let's just say like they were, they were talking to like the Ohio department of education, the New York department of education and the Texas department of education, even if Ohio and New York were fine with um, critical race theory elements and Texas said, no, the book, the book publishers would try to split the difference and you would get some like weird diluted version of it or, or just, or they would just err on the side of like if, if Ohio said, we want critical race theory, but if you don't put it in the book, that's fine too. Then they're not going to put it in the books. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I'm. That's a very very interesting, um, very interesting um, thought on the whole process and everything like that. That's um, very very good. And um, I really did don't. You, have much out follow- of curiosity, did you never like really look at our books in high school and middle school? They're fucking for dumb people. <sighs> God. Okay. So like, I, man, dude, I got to tell you, like, not so much. I mean, I, I can remember like, <laughs> Chema did yeah, not read his books in high school. Like there's like some, okay. I'm not going to, okay. I can't say, and I will definitely not say that I've read a whole one because I don't think we've ever, we never really covered a whole book. Like any, uh, any class I've ever taken, we've never made it through the whole book. Yeah. Um, there's, I can remember like certain things, like basically like up until like the um, World War One stuff. Like I can kind of have like some clear, like I, I'm a little more clear on like some of the material that was in those books, but 
um, after or that subject matter, but after World War One and especially the more current events, like at least were, that were current at that time. I am like lost on. There's like a couple pictures that stick out in my head. And well, it's, it's like all the it's famous so much, photos from time, but it's not so much that. It's that there's books that um, there's books that placed um, that there's books that like sort of talked about how um, slaves that were brought into America were happy to be there. Um, there's entire mm-hmm. sections that cover like baseball players for no reason um, yeah, that are in yeah. American history, yeah. and it's like okay. Right. Um, right. There's there's entire um, Oh gosh, there's like look at a map from a social studies book, and it is incorrect. The maps are distorted and incorrect. Those mm-hmm. things, countries aren't that size, states aren't that size, nothing is that size, and it's not like a it's not like a perspective thing. There, there are correct perspective maps. The ones that were like in our history books, our social studies books, whatever, were intentionally drawn that way. Oh, okay, yeah, no, I did not know any of that stuff. I remember. The baseball stuff, like what you said about the baseball player, I can remember shit like that. And I can even remember, um, like you have like the text of the book and stuff like that, like how the, the, the page is laid out. But then you'd also have these like kind of special boxes like scattered throughout the book that were on the pages that covered something like this would be like where like uh, the baseball player thing would go. This might be for like a certain celebrity or actor, like all the weird out of place stuff where you're reading, you're, you're reading about world war two. And then all of a sudden it's like, Hey, Julie Garland graduated high school this year or some shit like that, you know? So it's, um, that's that kind of stuff I could definitely remember. I did not know about the distorted maps though. Cause I, I can remember like the images of these maps and everything like that. Um, but I did not know that they were like, it was like a purposefully done thing. You've been looking at distorted maps your entire life. You actually don't even know they're distorted. Oh yeah. 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 I know that part, that whole part, but I didn't know about the, like, so you were saying that it's intentionally distorted. Like yes. did they do it to like to deceive us or is it just because of the way they had to fit the map into the book? No, it's intentionally, it's intentionally drawn to make uh, it was originally intentionally drawn that way to make uh, Christian and Catholic countries bigger. Oh, okay. No, that part about it. I did not know. Yeah. I'm aware of all like the, the not pers- it has nothing to do with happened. perspective. It has everything to do with uh, making Asia, making Asia small, making Africa small, and then making Europe gigantic, making North America gigantic. Wow, dude, no shit. Like, did not know about that. Like, uh, yeah, I can't even think of, like, anything specific. I, I can always go back to, like, the the classic, like, distorted map where, like, Greenland is really, really big and everything like that. But I, I can't just specifically Well, Greenland remember. is really, really no, big. That's not distorted. Right. What, what right, it, but like, the, the way they distort it on the, those flat maps and everything, it makes it look, like, astronomically huge. I think it looks like half the size well, that's of Canada on some flat map. No, that's correct. Greenland oh, is that okay. big. What's incorrect is South America will appear smaller than the United States. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Okay. Because it's not just yeah, no. 10 times the size. Oh, okay. Yeah. That, um, like I said, you've been looking at incorrect maps your whole life. You had no idea. Yeah. 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 Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. That's weird. I didn't think about it like that. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Gotcha. All right. So um, when it comes to this like specific year, how do you think that history is going to remember the year 2021? Ask me in December. Okay. I gotcha. Like right now I got to tell you, um, I, last year was so fucking nuts that I think this might be one of those years that kind of gets glossed over in comparison. Um, you know, like 
with the we had the the virus, the election, all this other stuff, the the civil rights, the George Floyd, everything. That this year is so like not as crazy by comparison, or like I mean, there's definitely stuff going on, but like I just think that last year was just such a fucking like a wave or tornado of stuff that um this year might kind of be forgotten in the grand scheme of things. So you've already forgotten the attack on the U.S. Capitol? No, I haven't. That I was actually going to, I was going to get into some of that, that a little bit. Like, but like the, um, I guess, I, I guess like what I'm saying is that as a whole, like no one's going to, like when you see like on like social media and everything, it's like, oh, 2020 this, 2020 that. I, I just don't like, no one's like a 2021 this. There's going to be events that are remembered, but I think as a, this year as a whole, I don't think it's going to, it doesn't have that, like, I guess it's just not going to be um, as popular of the year as 2020, I guess. Well, as far as sure. But I mean, like, that's like 2020 was the year in which everything shut down. It's unprecedented. So right. to compare it directly is that's erroneous. And also to say that, like, nothing's happened this year otherwise is a very that's a very narrow scope of things. Um, the Chinese put a rover on Mars. Um, well, let's see what else. Well, we put several rovers on Mars. We have a helicopter on Mars. Um, if next week they find fossilized bones on Mars, this question is going to look real dumb. That's true. Yeah, it's very true. (laughs) Yeah, you bet. Okay. So yeah, you have a very, you seem to have a very sort of like, um, American centric view of this. Like, there's a lot of shit going on right now. Um, just today, today's Canada Day, just today they they uncovered more um, bodies at residential school in Canada. So Canada in the last, like, three months has been dealing with their own civil rights issue. They've found, like, thousands and thousands of bodies uh, at residential schools of missing Indian children. Um, so they're having their own civil rights reckoning. Um, obviously, the, we had the George Floyd stuff last year, but guess what? This year, Derek Chauvin was found guilty and going to prison. Um Jeb, I think you've just missed things um, because you're not yeah. like taking in the whole picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You bet. I'll be honest with you. I, when it comes to, um, I just I'm not like online as active as I used to be as well. So that also is a big thing as well. Um, so okay. So yeah. So like, what would be um, one like other than slowing down the pandemic so far? What would be one positive thing to focus on? Well, we haven't slowed down the pandemic. It's destroying people in Brazil and India at a increasing rate, um, and other states in the United States actually are um, are really their their rates haven't come down enough, and we're not getting enough vaccines out to Europe and Asia. Gotcha. So. Other than that, what would be like? I guess what would be a positive thing that you would focus on? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> the year's not over yet. Okay. There hasn't been. There yeah. haven't been. I mean, I don't think you can ask this question without the year actually being over yet. Okay, I got gotcha. you. No because like, problem. what if you win the lottery a month from now? Yeah, that's a very good point. No, that's a very very good point. Yeah, that's um, yeah, very good point on that. So okay, so that rounds out the um, significant events, cultural. Uh, was that the significant events in culture? So let's shift over into the political landscape. There's just a couple questions here. Um, will there be a rise, meaning actually as popular as our current two parties, of a third party or more by 2060? I, I still don't think so. I think I think you are going to have a legitimate third party by 2060, but it's going to be more. It's going to be more like the the ancillary parties in British and Canadian Parliament. Like, they're big enough to move policy, but 
probably not going to have like like a president is never going to come out of one of those parties necessarily. Right. Yeah. I'm like as much as I would like to think that, you know, a third party, like another option maybe is like, you know, to be a full force, like a big force. Um, it's just not there. I mean, like I, who knows if it's ever going to happen, but I don't think it's going to happen by 2060. Um, you're right. We're looking at, I don't know, maybe like a larger presence in like the green party or, or maybe a new party that has a larger president presence that could, you know, have some kind of influence on policy. But I don't think we're getting like, um, we're not getting like the president. We might get some congressmen or something like that. And definitely like representation and all like the, the state, like uh, state governments and everything, yeah. but not in terms of like the, um, the, the federal government and everything. So no, I, you're, I think, I think by 2060, you'll have the Trump party. It's going to be a bunch of neo-Nazis jacking off in the corner of Congress together. Yeah, that that's coming. Yeah. You bet. That's, that is going to be coming probably pretty soon. Um, and it will be called the Trump party and everything. Uh, that is as sure as death and taxes right there. And the jacking off part in the, with the Nazi flags in the corner also can see that happening. Mm -hmm. too. I don't see why that wouldn't be happening. So yeah, like I just, I think with the way that everything is this division, some type of, I mean, it's in the course of history and what we still have to go in the future I think at some point in time it could happen. Um, I don't think it's going to be happening in our lifetime. It's almost like I feel like the, there's not enough time for something to become super popular in 40 years. And I know it's 40 years, but I just don't think that um, that's enough time. It seems like it would take a lot longer to gain a lot of momentum. Mm -hmm. to, hey, all no, of a sudden this now is a contender for the president. So, no, I agree. Okay. I, I, I can't. I can't wait for all of our disappointed libertarian friends in their 70s. When they still don't have like a major elected, a major elected representative anywhere. Oh, I'm very much looking forward to that too. I have a couple names that I would like to call specifically um, to gloat about that. But yeah, that's um, that's specific party and everything like that. That's a really good example because that's a party that they, people know about. I, I would think that the Libertarian Party is. Um, a little bit more popular than let's just say the insert really, really small party here. And I actually would probably say that the libertarian party might kind of sort of rival like the green party. In oh, they're way bigger numbers. The green party. There's like, no other fucking green party. They, uh, okay, good. Well, that's okay. I like, I well, no, that's not good for America, but um, it's good that I was at least, you know, somewhat on there that libertarians had size, but so like, um, that is, but like, since they have size, since like, you know, you and I know people that are this, I don't really know any Green Party affiliates. <laughs> like, there aren't any. Don't worry about it. Like, there's, yeah. It's irrelevant. <laughs> it's irrelevant. They're, so, they're, they're a tick. They're, it's like the, like, whenever you like look on the ballot, I, I don't think there was, I don't think there was like four, no, there was like, was there four or five presidential candidates this year? Or this past this past election? Yeah, you're right. It's it is like the four or five. Yeah, it was the same thing in 2016 too. But like so, like go back to like 2012. I think there were like 11, and they're just like they're just to be on the ballot. Like they're not like no one is. I'm sure there are people, but like no one's associated with the total with the teetotaler party. Right. There aren't no, there aren't, there really aren't politicians somewhere that are and people. I mean, there are people obviously that are teetotalers that are sober or whatever. Um, but I mean, mm -hmm. like, no one is like making legislation in Illinois based on that philosophy. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. So libertarians, you're going to get a call from me um, in 2060, just to let you know. And there is going to be a lot of gloating involved on that phone. Win call, so. anything, 
before you try to win the presidency. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. So by this time in 2060, do we have more than 50 states? Uh, yes, I'd say either probably D.C., but maybe Puerto Rico and D.C. Okay, I, I'd have to say I think D.C. gets it first. And I even think that that's like it's a little bit of a tall order, especially like at least in the, the short term because of the way our political climate is. Puerto Rico, I could I could also see it happening, but I think that that one is the second one, and that one might be – it might be like um, – it's either going to be something that happens right away, like, hey, it's D.C., then Puerto Rico, or it's D.C., and then years, years down the road, it'll be Puerto Rico. Like, yeah, it could easily be Puerto Rico by the time we have by, – by the time it's 26. I think you have it backwards because um, there is going to be heavy pressure on – there's going to be heavy pressure by Maryland to get D.C. and Maryland as opposed to becoming its own state. Oh, OK. OK. I got gotcha. you. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's because Maryland would then get with the population increase. They'd be definitely up for a couple more congressional seats and right. everything like that. And uh, they'd also get a they'd get a solid boost in um, electoral votes, too, if I'm not mistaken. They at right. least get two I mean, or three. On I, the, I know some people have said, well, whatever. It's, I mean, Yes, obviously it touches Virginia, but like if you like look at the borders of DC, like where it touches Virginia and Maryland, it's like inside of Maryland, basically. Um, yeah, you know, it really bulges very far inside of Maryland. Um, <clears throat> like, so I think that there's more of a hang up there that you would have to. Uh, Maryland would put up a fight, basically, to keep mm -hmm. them from becoming a state. No one's gonna fight to keep Puerto Rico from becoming a state. I shouldn't say no one, That's but like it's not the same. It's not the same sort of like uh, they're at the same sort of stakes because like it's not like Florida has like some vested interest in Puerto Rico. That's true. Yeah, you bet. Like, yeah, Florida, not a chance. Yeah, they're going to be the ones fighting um, Puerto Rico becoming a state. So, yeah, that's true. Very true on that one. Yeah, I did think about like when you add D.C. being in Maryland, I would. Like, yeah, that would definitely give Maryland like a pretty – that would give them a nice uptick. And I, I think – wouldn't it push them to like either just around 10 or over 10 electoral votes if they added D.C. into it? That is a good question. I'm not sure. I, I, how many is, is it worth two? That's a good question too. I can't remember what the whole thing is. Like for some – if it is two, I don't think it would get to, to 10. But if we're like talking five or six, D.C. could could get it up to – that um to that range i just don't know what they have right now and i know that there was some uh like some reappropriation or whatever california lost some like some states mm -hmm. lost uh it's, so just, it's worth three votes three votes okay yeah. so it might get it up to, it might get it near 10 but I, I don't think we're looking double digits or whatever right so, right, right. Uh, okay gotcha all right Wait, i mean uh, like i mean think of just real quickly think about it this way actually maryland's at 10 right now okay so it would put them at 13. It, it would, like, basically imagine it this way. Like, imagine, or though, actually, this map might be a little bit old. Um, like, imagine if if Ohio got to, like, absorb, um, got to, like, absorb Detroit. Or got to absorb right. Pittsburgh. Like, that's, it's it's electoral votes. It's, you know, it's house seats. It's also a shitload. Like, that's a, it's a big economy. You would suddenly be taking into your state budget. That's, yeah, no, that's true, dude. Like, I think, dude, if Ohio did absolve Detroit, you'd get at least... God, I think that that city alone has got at least four or five like uh, 
like um uh congress people and stuff like that mm-hmm. because of the area the, the districts and everything like that right. are so big in detroit yeah that's like um yeah that'd actually be very very interesting I mean, it'd almost be like that whole like uh war for toledo thing but mm-hmm. a modern day modern day version of it <laughs> so, right okay so um in 2060 um do is recreational pot in every state by 2060 um i guess like this is uh, this is almost gonna be a semantic argument but like i have a feeling that it's i'm gonna say like yes provisionally and that like at some point in time it's going to be federally federally legal whether yeah. or not states actually make laws about it yeah the federal thing god i'm like I just don't know if it's going to happen by 2060. Like there's oh, it will. part of me wants there's to say much, yes, but like there's way too much money for them not to. Yeah. I'm like, I guess it's just in terms of like how far into the future then, like it makes, cause like I, I would like, yeah, it's like, I know it's coming, but I just don't know when, you know what I mean? It doesn't really matter out here because of like, you know, just at least I'm not, you know, having enough weed, like, or being around federal property to where, you know, get in trouble or whatever. But, um, like, I guess just as a counterculturalist, it's something that, um, you know, you always kind of, I guess, want as, as a counterculturist. But um, well, then now it's not counterculture anymore. That is, that's true. As a, I guess, a former counterculturist <laughs> is something that you that you want. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I guess um, when it comes to the states, like in like let's just say before the big federal, um, before it's legal. Oh, I think, dude, I got to say that it's going to be like in a lot of the states, but there's just going to be some major holdoffs and they're all in the most predictable areas of the country. Like you may get like, like Texas will probably get on this bandwagon. There's just too much money there for, and especially in a state like Texas being so big, but there'll be some holdouts like Arkansas might not do it. You know, like a, one of the Dakotas might not jump on the bandwagon. Like, I, mm-hmm. but, um, so I think that in, in you know, maybe maybe in time if the federal government doesn't do anything all 50 states but like it'll be more of a slow burn on all 50 states. you're looking at the federal thing before all 50 states do it is what i'm saying right no i that's that's exactly how i think it'll go and as long as it's legal as long as recreational is legal federally um then it, it, it doesn't matter if like say um idaho doesn't set up their own you know state program like, right, you know, big deal. Go over to Washington and get it, and then bring it back. Because it's right. you can't. Because you can't be you can't be pulled over. Well, I mean, you can still be pulled over, but like transporting interstate won't matter anymore. Yeah, I gotcha. I totally gotcha on that one. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole interstate things and stuff, and like they could people could be um, like a real dick if you like. I've heard this like kind of story where like um, if you're caught even like with like out of state cigarettes if the cops really want to be a dick that could become a problem and stuff like oh yeah cigarettes and liquor absolutely yeah like i mean believe i i have been pulled over like in my smoking days with out of state you know like no one's the cop doesn't give a shit you know what i'm saying but like if they want to be a dick about it they can you know so it's not worth their time for for them pulling you over for a pack of smokes but if you had a thousand packs of smokes in the back of the truck then that's a red flag that definitely definitely so, okay, dude. So to round out the political landscape question, um, let's, you know, pick any celebrity that you think will hold a political position by 2060. Who are they and what position do they run hold for? Uh, Herschel Walker next year, Senator of Georgia. 
Oh, dude, he um, he's a big Trump guy, isn't he? Yeah. Like he, yep. Oh yeah. Like man, in Georgia, we barely had that. Um, the barely had the the victory down there and everything. Somebody like Herschel Walker could be a fucking threat down there. Um, he's a hero in Georgia. He won the Heisman Trophy of Georgia. He's uh, he like he's black. He's African. You know, he's African American. He's also appeals to the people who like Trump. Um, mm-hmm. It not saying that it's like a shoe in or something, but like he has a lot yeah. going for him in that state that um, that you know that Warnock or Ossoff doesn't have going for them. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's very, very fucking true, dude. The name recognition alone and stuff like that is uh, it's almost like worth its weight in gold and every and everything for for fucking sure. Mm-hmm. And and like I gotta tell you, mine like John Krasinski, I can think I could see it at some point in time, dude. Like the guy, um, it's just got such this like fucking jovial personality, and like I could, see, he's one of these dudes that like, do you really hate John Krasinski? Like I don't really know too many people who hate John Krasinski. So like, whether it's in California, in Massachusetts, or I don't, even if him and Emily Blunt go back to England and he joins the Parliament somehow, I don't know. He cannot but, um, legally join Parliament in England. Not born there. Yep. Okay, gotcha. Oh, take so that like, back. He could be he could be um, House of Commons. He couldn't be House of Lords, but that or okay. I think it's House of Commons, but he couldn't be in the House of Lords. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah, so that's my pick. Um, John Krasinski, I think is it's a very very electable dude, and um, if the acting career goes south, which I don't like, I'm not seeing any signs of that anytime soon. But if it does, I, I think that he's got a warm, um, a warm political career ahead of him. There's just too much charisma to, uh, to not be a politician. If movies go south, man, that's a white guy pick right there. Oh, that is very white. Yes. You bet. I'm staying very, are, on you, brand. are you sure um, you couldn't find someone whiter? Maybe Chris Evans, like, nah, maybe he's not MG. whiter. And he's, and he, no, nah, like I was thinking like, um, who would be whiter than that? Um, man, Krasinski is like the whitest white guy. One of the whitest oh, white guys. Maybe Ed Helms, maybe like the other. Oh, there you go. Ed Helms or Chris yeah. Parnell is like super white. <laughs> yeah, that's another. And basically, take, take uh, some cast members from The Office, like even Zach Woods. That is a white guy, uh, yeah. but he doesn't have any charisma whatsoever. But that is oh, that, is on, that guy fucks. right there. Oh, he does fuck. Yes, he does. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love that. Give miss that show. <laughs> All right, dude. So we're gonna get into our last section of the of the episode, which is entertainment, and um, we're starting off with a remake question. Uh, by 2060, which movie gets remade, Pulp Fiction or Citizen Kane? Uh, Pulp Fiction, and I'm really curious as to why you picked these two. Okay, mainly because these are well, these two, in my own personal opinion, I were like. Um, we did like this uh, non re like what would you not remake episode? Yeah. Um, this was or it was a question in a remake episode, and um, these were two that are basically like my default. Like I could say them like off the tip of my tongue, like movies that I you know personally feel should not get remade, and um, that that's the reason that I would. Do. These are like the, the top two that I go for. Okay, every single time that's, that's interesting because I don't think any like I love Tarantino. I don't think anything that Tarantino's done is should even be considered safe from a remake okay so you think that he's on the table to be remade no nothing that tarantino has done is safe oh okay okay i got you it's not citizen kane it's not ben-hur all they did remake ben-hur um it's not metropolis it's not like anything like that okay yeah like dude i went the other way on this like i just 
I'm feeling a fucking Citizen Kane remake on this. Like, it's um, it's going to be completely in bad taste, but like, I just could see this happening, not in the inter, not in the next like ten years or so, but like we're talking on the tail on the cusp of the the 2060 thing. I could just see somebody doing Citizen Kane, like before Pulp Fiction, any anyway to me. So um, there's just something about like the uh, the the story of Citizen Kane. Uh, it's it's a timeless story. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I think that um, it's not like obviously it's a period thing. You know, in the third, the guy was alive at a specific time. But the idea of this, you know, like um, tycoon and like kind of some of the demons that haunt him some of the events in his life they still i think it'd be a timeless um story that is told so that's the reason that i chose that one yeah i mean but they've been talking about that for decades like there's go back and like literally go back and look up um citizen kane remakes just like google it and you'll find articles littering uh, the internet for the past like 10 to 15 years about whispers of a citizen kane remake i haven't seen it yet no, that's very true, dude. And yeah, the closest we got, true. the closest we've gotten to it is Mank um, last year. Yeah, yeah. Did you see that? I didn't see it. It's not bad. It's like you know, it's not Fincher's best work, but it's it's definitely worth a watch. I yeah. like uh, Gary Coleman. I think did a good job. So it, okay. So in terms of uh, TV programming of the future, um, in 2060, are the big networks like CBS, NBC, and Fox still making hour-long dramas? I can't imagine what else they'd be doing. Like, dude, for some reason, like it's it's either going to be one of these things where they're just making them and, and like because what I'm going with this is that the way that the um, the premium networks and even some of the streaming services have, picked, have just kind of perfected the hour long drama like Ooh, perfected I, or just keep buying them and making you think they're good. That's a really good point, but I have to say it's definitely I would if I was going to put the like HBO's like worst show against like. Chicago Fire or something. I would have to say HBO's worst hour-long drama is more of a per- example of perfecting the hour-long oh, drama. Oh, a hundred percent, and it makes and it gets one tenth the audience. Yeah, that's the that is like unfortunately that's the issue and stuff. It's like so. There's no reason great... for ever to stop making those. Yeah, it's dude. Like for some reason, like I just would have thought that maybe like they would have just been so, or maybe it becomes one of these things where like you could maybe start to say the S word or something on NBC, which kind of gives them the outlet to maybe start making their dramas a little bit more sort of in line with what you see on FX or AMC. But like, I would like, I don't know. I guess I still just don't know anybody that watches any hour long shows. Like it doesn't show up even in my Facebook feed. Nobody is watching an hour long drama on a network. So I like, I guess it's just one of those things that I thought maybe like, okay, they could find some other, maybe it's like now all reality programming and sitcoms and sports and news. But like, I don't know, dude, I just like, I think that it's just so fucking bad that maybe why the hell not? These shows are so bad, at least like, and that is also my opinion that it's like, why the hell would they even continue on to make them? Cause just also, I don't know anybody that watches them. So that's, I mean, there's I been 40 years of, of law and order. So I'm not really sure like why they would stop. That's a good point. That is a very, very good point. Um, um, yeah, fucking NCIS is the most watched show on TV. Yeah. Like, do you think that, okay, do you think that those shows get new audience members? Like, you know, or is it just basically like this built-in audience that goes from show to show to show to show? Um, it's a little bit of both. Um, I think it's more built-in, I think it's more built-in audience. Whereas like the, whereas HBO is probably getting more, more people that are just going to try something. 
Um, um, it's simply because like they're, they're definitely not, I I heard, I listened to a podcast and I heard like Lauder compared to, in in a very interesting way, compared to something like, something like McDonald's. But if McDonald's had like top quality chefs working at it, like it's still (laughs) like, they're still making something for the masses. Like mm-hmm. 15 million people watch uh, Law and Order SVU like every week, every week, every Thursday or whatever, or 10 million people, whatever. Um, but it, so it's like it's a mass product, but like it's still a really well made mass product. Like it's still well acted, it's still well written. It's not like breaking any new ground or anything, but like those shows are like if if McDonald's was run by like a bunch of like gourmet chefs. I gotcha. Okay. Okay. And, Very. And on the other hand some of these like more niche shows on on HBO or Showtime or whatever that's like a fucking that's like a curated meal from a chef and you might not like parts of it okay that is a very very great comparison or analogy like whatever that is i absolutely fucking love it and it makes a whole lot of sense and particularly the whole part about gourmet chefs and mcdonald's that's just like out of the two things that one could possibly put together and have it make sense i completely agree with that um, and you're right. Like those people are who write those shows are definitely masters of their craft. I mean, they've been doing it for so long and stuff like that. Um, I'd probably be safe to assume that every writer's room has got either one or two members, like always, like maybe even more that have just been there from the previous mm-hmm. years. Like there's never any new faces in the room, like our majority of new faces in the room. So I mean, and, and even think about like when you go through, think about all the actors that have that have popped up on one or multiple episodes of law and order or NCIS or whatever on Fox. Like it's like, there's a reason why these shows are popular. Like they, like, I don't, I don't really watch many of the procedurals, but like they are well done. Like they, they are well done. They, they provide you with enough action, enough um, drama, enough romance, whatever. There's good actors that are involved with them. Um, you know, like, I mean, without, without, uh, hour long dramas, we don't get George Clooney. Like that, that's right. Those kind of like, you know, there's a bunch of directors that got their foot that, you know, started, uh, put their foot in the door on like those hour long dramas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Oh yeah, for sure. So, I mean, I guess like, it's always going to be a, um, a good place for, you know, you're not your, those people who aren't A-listers yet, why well, you can get them mm-hmm. while they're affordable, while they're affordable and stuff yeah. for sure. Definitely dude. So do you see Netflix ever like making a play to air live sports? Are they going to throw their head into this, um, into this, into this section of programming? I would, I would think so. I'm just sort of not sure of what, which sport. Yeah. You know I, what I mean? So, like, I, I mean, I have a feeling that we, you know, we already talked about the Amazon thing with the NFL that that's, that's you know at some point in time amazon's going to be whatever however many games are streaming they're only going to be on amazon like i can't imagine <laughs> that they let that go um basketball's got to deal with youtube tv i think i feel like nba does okay um, i think you're right I, I remember seeing advertisements for youtube yeah. throughout the course of the playoffs so you're, you're probably right on that baseball has i mean obviously baseball has their own network um plus they do games like on facebook and okay. and YouTube and YouTube, so like I'm not really sure. Like, does like Netflix want to make a play for hockey or something? I mean, I know, well, probably not because they just like signed a big contract with ESPN. Um, so like, I'm not really sure like what sport they're gonna have like left to pick at. Right, and like I, 
I don't see them doing like, hey, we're just going to get Wimbledon to have the for the fuck of it because I don't think there's any money in it for him. And I'm sure no. Wimbledon is con- contracted for God knows how long um, through whichever NBC or whatever NBC, network think, it's yeah. on. So like, um, there's there's not a lot of uh, pieces of this pie left over for Netflix, and I would have to think that like, if everything is going good with Amazon. Like, and Amazon maybe pushes for a more like exclusive deal, which I'm I'm assuming that they would. I fucking would. Like, where where is there going to be any room? You know, I mean, are, is is Netflix going to have like like the True TV and NCAA tournament games? Like, they just have yeah. like two of them just for the fuck of it. Like, the, the only, yeah, those I'm gonna say like I could I could see them maybe getting like one college, you know, be it a football game or a basketball game of the week. I just don't think that they're. I like. I think they would like to. I just don't know, like, where if there's like anything available to them right now. Right. It, it, it kind of feels like it's weird because like Netflix was so, I guess, so um, you know, thinking ahead of themselves. You know, they were so forward thinking in terms of like the the streaming service, yeah. like even the DVDs, bringing their own original content, which I know HBO did too, but just like the fact that, you know, it's like, Hey, now we should do our own shows and we mm-hmm. should do a fuck ton of them. But they seem to have somehow in all of this, like never really shifted their focus to sports. Like, it's almost like they never really thought that there could ever be anything. And somehow mm-hmm. in the time that they were trying to think of ideas to put together projects, Hulu and Amazon and you know, whatever it is, beat them to it. Yeah. Yeah. They're just slow to the game. I think if they, it, I don't want to say that they should just give up on it. I mean, who knows in 40 years, what's, what's going to change. Um, but like in the, in the immediacy, what they really should probably be focusing on is acquiring some of these smaller streaming services and just mm-hmm. fooling them into Netflix. Oh dude. My one buddy was telling me like he watches, there's this like greatest album of all time show on something called Tubi, I think mm-hmm. is what it's called. To, uh, Tubi's, just... uh, Tubi's like a free app, I think, but like they should, they should start striking deals with Tubi, BritBox, um, Acorn, um, uh, the one that I, I know Crave Canada has like a deal with Hulu, but like they should begin like that's where they should begin, just like mm-hmm. colli- just taking all of these and just taking all their content because like there are people like I know I know right now if like you were to fold all the British shows onto Netflix, my mom would watch all of them. Right. All right. of them. That's right. Yeah, my mom too. Yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> yeah, dude, like, what's weird is, like, you know, we always talk about, like, oh, my God, there's all these streaming services. And, like, when I say that, I'm really only referring to, like, five or six streaming services, which, is, which are the main ones. Then you have all these other ones, too, on top of it that I don't even think about, man. They're, mm-hmm. Like, they're not in my Apple home screen. Like, I, like, never, like, would have ever thought to, like, download Tubi and some of this other shit that's right. out there and stuff. So you're right. Like, you know, buying up those and kind of consolidating some of the smaller streaming services is probably a good idea. And who knows? Some of those streaming services could be sitting on projects that they bought rights to. They could be bought on scripts or sitting on scripts that they optioned. And it could be really, really good stuff that they just somehow got their hands on, but they don't have the production budgets to put the stuff into motion. I mean, exactly. they could option scripts for like a, a fucking a tip, like a, like a tip at lunch, you know, for what these networks are talking about. So like, but the production process is a little bit more expensive. So mm-hmm. they might just not have the capital, you know, they could be easily sitting on the next game of Thrones and like just needing Netflix's checkbook to come to come make it. Right. Like the um 
uh, how far along are you with the expanse right now? Okay, I am. Dude, I'm like I hit a rock. I'm like I'm in the middle. I'm in like the early parts of season two. I just have oh, not okay. had a chance to There's, go back to it. It's fine. Um, you'll like. It, it's not like it's a wild difference, but you will definitely see the 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 jump in production values from sci-fi to Amazon once you go from three to four. Okay. Yeah, like it's. I mean, it's unmistakable. Yeah, it's not yeah. like it's oh, wildly yeah. crazy or anything, but it's an unmistakable production difference. Oh yeah, I've seen like some clips of some some of the newer episodes, and it, it just looks like well, much better done and everything like that than some of the earlier stuff and mm-hmm. everything. But still, the earlier stuff, I gotta hand it to those. Some of those spaceships in space and everything look fucking dope. Oh, really good. Some of those, yeah, yeah. So like, um, but good for them that they managed to get more money and to make everything look more badass. So, <laughs> okay, dude. So. Speaking of CGI stuff and um, production and everything, it's a nice segue here. Do you think there's going to be a feature-length presentation or even like a whole TV show where it's all like CGI stuff? Like like everybody's Sean Young in Blade Runner or it's Peter Cushing like in Rogue One. Is, is are, we, are we headed there? Well, I mean, we already have those movies. Like, but it's the whole, like, everybody's case. Do we have that? Beowulf, Adventures of Tintin, oh, Final Fantasy, yeah, those. Oh, um, yeah, there's yeah, a bunch yeah, more. Chelo, right. you're, you're, you, you missed the boat by about 15 years. Yeah, um, it's like, because I just, like, don't, like, I never, like, I keep on forgetting about the, like, I guess it's just the animation doesn't look as good as some Chelo, of the we just watched the, a bunch of short films that were hyper real CGI. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! Like those are those were awesome short films, but like I, the Beowulf thing came out like it came out like years ago. I don't, I just don't remember like the yeah. graphics looking all that that great and uh, stuff like that. It looked that. all right. I mean, it's all right. Like I, I think it, they clearly spent a lot more money on like on Angelina Jolie's um, like you know hyper real body. Um, I mean, here's like here's the thing: it's a lot cheaper to shoot people on film than it is to make an entire CGI environment. Um, mm-hmm. And make an entire scene like I can't ima- I can't ever imagine that a TV show is going to do this because like you would go for, like live action TV shows are already expensive. Now you'd be like literally increasing the budget like tenfold to do that. Mm-hmm. Like I, I can't That's imagine true. it happens. Yeah, like not in T like for some reason movies like might come up with like a like a novel like a, there might be a novelty thing where like not. I don't think like right away, but like maybe in like 10 or 15 years where it's just like, Hey, like you could go see, uh, you know, Kirk Douglas when he's young in this movie or something like that is uh, like using this technology as some kind of, um, they have like like, the hologram stuff, they have hologram stuff, but like you would then be, you would then be, um, speaking of name image likeness, how would you get consent to put Kirk Douglas in a movie? Uh, you'd have to go through his estate and everything. I mean, there's a process to do it, but it, 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 it would never happen. Easy. Yeah, it's, it would probably cost just as much to go through the process as it would to actually, uh, or it would cost a lot of money that you wouldn't have to do, that you wouldn't have to pay to go through that process. Okay, I right. gotcha. Okay, yeah, gotcha. Okay, gotcha. All right, so when it comes to video games, like, what do you think video games are going to look like in 2060 compared to what they look like now? Like just like in terms of appearance better. Like, are we talking like HD? Like when you see like, um, almost like if we were to watch, like, you know, like how you watch a football game, are we talking like graphics like that good? Like it's that sharp. It looks like actual people. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> like, I, <clears throat> like, I don't know. Um, 
all I can say is better because like you're kind of locking in on like what a video game is now. It that might not be what a video game is in 40 years. That's true. Okay, I gotcha. It might be something something completely different. I understand. I gotcha. I mean like um, v, like VR might take over in the next decade and then from from there the VR experience might expand more to the point where video games aren't like video games how you're thinking of them. Yeah, okay. And that was actually going to be my next question was like is the controller console no, no. okay like when do you think um that that not it's not going to be like you know phased out but when do you think we're going to start to see the shift um away from that i okay so playstation 5 just came out last year these things are on 10 year cycles for playstation and they're like on anywhere from like eight to ten year cycles for microsoft like your two main your two main console makers basically Whoever the whoever the first one is to sort of introduce a, a, a more a more VR experience, and it, it would pro- I would assume it would probably be around twenty thirty. It would be like around like a decade benchmark would be like when things start to shift. I mean, okay. not that it's not that it's impossible for there to be a controller, but I just can't imagine that we'd still be using controllers in forty years. Okay, when you um. What do you think, like, some of the, like, what are, like, VRs, like, what are some of their biggest obstacles in terms of, like, actually t- taking over? Is it just the way we play video games? Do you think that they have, um, like, the graphics, are they still, like, just not there yet? Like, what, what do you think is the big, like, hurdle for VR to get over? Well, I don't know. There's probably about 100 uh, hurdles okay. for them to get over. One, there are no games. Two, okay. um, you need space. Three, they're expensive. Four, they're very, very, they're very niche right now um mm-hmm. i mean there's a ton like there's almost okay. like too many to list there's a reason yes, why they're not once... that popular now okay i got you so it's not just one singular thing it's a combination of several different things you know Dozens and, and uh, like i could just imagine like costs and i mean, like i jess's brother has one and stuff like that and i know that that one was like ridiculously expensive i can't even imagine like what they what they are now and everything oh, I, mean, but I, I mean they're not like they're not like wildly expensive but like I'm like, imagine like paying several hundred dollars for something that has like five games and no, and no like user base. Yeah. Like virtual boy, basically. (laughs) I mean, I mean like, like, you know, you're going to play this, like you're going to play these games. They're very limited in what they can do right now. And you're not playing against anyone. Like that's like the point. That's the point of going to play video games. Like you want a wide variety of shit and you want to go fucking shoot a bunch of people in call of duty. And like, you don't have that option right now. Okay, I gotcha. I understand. I gotcha for sure. Okay, so yeah, hopefully in, in time and everything like that, in the next ten years or so, we'll maybe start to see that, and they'll start to have some kind of integrated VR network or something like similar to what they have now, but it's all like for VR and stuff, which um, yeah. probably is not that not unrealistic and not too far down the road. So. We could all we hopefully we're all living the stacks in Columbus, Ohio, with our fucking uh, yeah. What's the the Oasis? Is that what it's called? That's exactly what yeah, it's called. You all bet. the Oasis, baby. That's what I'm, that's what I'm hoping for. That's all. That's where I want to live and everything and every, everything all day long. Never ever like go outside. Just be in my expensive suit and stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. <laughs> all right, dude. So the last question. This is kind of a little stupid, fun one. Is um, will alcohol become an item that is on the menu of every McDonald's? Um, like, let's go for here in America by 2060. Absolutely not. Do you think it's going to make its way onto the menu in some yes restaurants? A few. I mean, like there's, okay. like you know, there's that Taco Bell that already has that already has booze in Cleveland. Um, yeah. 
Some of them, yes, like a few select locations. If you were to try, you would need every single McDonald's in the United States to get liability insurance for alcohol. And right. that would cost them several billion dollars. Oh, definitely, dude. And we're not even talking about like um, liquor permits and everything right. like that. I mean, like a lot of it's not like cities and counties have like this stockpile of like liquor permits. Right. Usually in order There's to get so one, many. one has to become available and stuff by another restaurant with a liquor permit closing. So right. the whole specific locations thing, you're definitely hitting something like that on the head. Like, um, you know, it'll be some like niche thing like, hey, you can go to the t- McDonald's in Times Square and drink Brooklyn Brewery yep. and watch people and like maybe like you know other tourist locations and there'll be just some like who knows maybe like even in every state there might just be some weird like super fancy mcdonald's that has alcohol just so they could say there's one in every state but like in terms of it being on a on a large scale yeah no that that's a that's like a a little much and everything yeah and yeah like if you're that liability insurance, they'd have to even cover the employee, like everything. There's just like, there's a, too many moving parts Oh uh, yeah. for that to enter into every single store, even in, just in terms of who's actually going to serve it. You know, you can't touch the liquor. You can't pour beer unless you're 19. So. I was going to say, you're going to like put like 80% of McDonald's workforce out of a, not out of a job, but like they wouldn't be able to do like a lot of stuff suddenly. Right, exactly. Yeah, it'd be this whole like weird reimagining of the restaurant process. Like, you know, there'd be a, a specific like beer getter person that's also like the manager, and it would just basically put it would send such a rift in their corporate formula, which over time has been proven to be like it'd be you know pretty much like your model as far as like corporate restaurants and stuff like mm-hmm. that go. I mean, like McDonald's, you know, is like one of the, I think it's the largest restaurant in the world. So um, that model that they have it's kind of like what we talked about with like the nfl and stuff and some and some of our in our fix this episode yeah yeah like like um there's why like you know you could tamper with such a solid foundation only so much but when you're like really making like drastic changes and a drastic change definitely being that hey all of a sudden mcdonald's (laughs) i can get rum and cokes with my quarter founders right exactly yeah exactly (laughs) a a super size rum and coke Oh God, I know. Yeah, that's right. yeah. Can you imagine like going and seeing that on the menu, and it's like you know, it's like a, a sixty dollar drink that you get in the big super size me cup and everything. So like, j- j- just something like that is almost like um, it's introducing too much chaos into this controlled environment. Yeah. I mean, even even forty years from now, I I don't know why McDonald's would bend their formula that much. But like individual ones, like one in, like you said, one in Times Square. There's one in L.A. There's one in Dallas that serves alcohol. Absolutely. 100% could see that. I would even I could even see like sort of like a literal like adult McDonald's where like mm-hmm. the like the play stuff is like big enough for like a a 6 foot human yeah. being. And yep. so like you can go drink and like hang out in the ball pits and do shit like that. It like literally yep. is like this is the one for adults. I could even see that happening, but like could you imagine there's like 600 some McDonald's in Ohio? Could you imagine all of a sudden the Ohio needing 600 more liquor licenses? Yeah, dude, like, no, yeah, not happening. <laughs> yeah, definitely not happening. And I'm not lying. You just turned me on to this whole adult McDonald's thing because, uh, not going to lie, that is a really great fucking idea. And, like, I'm talking, like, not just the ball pits, but, like, adult Happy Meal toys and everything. Oh, absolutely. Like, everything is for adults. Like, but, like, there's someone someone at McDonald's is, work, is working on this and trying to convince their boss to, like, at least, like, do, like, some kind of concept with this. Because I think that would be fun. I'd go. That'd be fucking hilarious. 
oh god if that opened up in california like i would just and i would be waiting in lines to get to the adult mcdonald's yeah for fucking sure 100%. i had mcdonald's last week which is the first time i've had in a lot i had like actual fast food for like the first time in so long last weekend and i'm i'm, I'm lucky i hit it on a good day because it was actually pretty good but like Man, it was weird. I just I've got this thing with fast food that's just been a it's it's been a losing war for the last uh, for the last like year or so. Oh, I understand. Just, yeah, and like, dude, part of me still really likes it, and like, but I'm only really starting to gravitate towards Taco Bell now for some reason. Dude, like, I so vibe, so vibe. Yeah, and like, I gotta tell you, bro. Like, and this is just, this is just my logic for it. Like, whenever I get bad McDonald's or bad Burger King, even it's like bad. It's really yeah. bad. And the thing that really gets me about it is that it's bad where it shouldn't be bad. Like the fries will be fucked up or like, I don't know, even the, 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 the fountain Coke machine, somebody didn't change it at the right time and it's all watered down or mm-hmm. whatever. Like when, when it's bad, it's bad. But when Taco Bell is bad, it's, I almost, it's, it's kind of like part of the experience almost sometimes where it's just like, Oh my God, I ate this like shitty Taco Bell and stuff. I don't think about it as much. I don't feel scorned. I, maybe I give like Taco Bell a little bit more leeway, but I just like, I I'm, I'm just kind of like sick of like driving to McDonald's and Burger King. And it's like, okay, I'm not, I don't live that fucking far away. It's like my fries can't stay hot for like three minutes. I'm not asking that much. Yeah. At least like, at least in my experience with Taco Bell is that like everything and I know, like, and I know, like, the food is in this in the in a different way, but in the same way, it like a lot of it's sitting around. It still feels like it's been made. Whereas, like, I've gotten meals from it's been a, it's actually been a while since I've had fast food, but like, I've gotten meals like from Burger King where it feels like that that meal that I ordered was sitting there for an hour. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. It oh does my God. Not, yeah. It never feels that way when I get Taco Bell. That feels like. Fresh in quotes, air quotes, mm-hmm, right? But like right. it does, it like it looks and like just tastes like a little bit like fresher for whatever reason. When was this, when was the last time you think you had fast food, and what did you have last time? Oh, it's um, it? it's like four weeks ago, and I, it was okay. I got something at Taco Bell. I got like a couple things at Taco Bell. Okay, yeah, I'm like, dude. I think with like with the exception of this McDonald's trip, like that that I did last Friday. I was probably at about three weeks too. Like, like J- Jess and I will go get like Taco Bell and KFC. Like it's a KFC Taco Bell, like by us and stuff. Mm-hmm. But we'll just get that some nights when we don't feel like making anything on the weekends. Like, um, but even that was, even that's been a while. Like I, I haven't been in an out burger in like uh, probably like two months or so now, maybe three months. I've, I've been making the concerted effort, like, especially on the weekends, if I don't feel like making myself something, then like, instead of going to, instead of going to BK or something, go to like go get something from like the lizard and take it home yeah or like yeah. go to um uh, danny molnar has a food truck yeah it's yeah. really good the, yeah this the swat, food swat truck. yeah yes. it's really good so like i'd rather go do that than like it's it's only like you know four bucks more than is right. like to go eat burger king anyway so where does the, does that food truck have like a regular location or is it like all over the place? It, um, no, it has a regular location on the weekends. It's at like it's at the VFW in Macedonia. Oh, okay, gotcha. Um, all right, hold on one second. The VFW, where is that? I'm like, my on, mind went to the one on Old Age for some reason. It's on North on Bedford. Macedonia. Oh, okay, okay. Which you gotcha. like go down as you're like heading towards um, uh, like Twinsburg, Glen Willow, whatever. I gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, t- there's some things I'm totally drawing a blank on, like from the, from the hometown. It's that, it's that like far, that. like if, if you ever, like when you're taking North Bedford, that direction, like you go farther than you realize and you're like still in Macedonia. 
if that yeah, makes sense. That's, like, you're kind of like, wow, yeah. I'm still here, and then you see the sign, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know exactly where you mean now. Okay, yeah. I gotcha. Wow, Jesus Christ, that's taking me back, dude. Yeah, you bet. Okay, well, no, that that's that is good for him. Um, very, very happy to uh, hear that for uh, for Dan, and I'm glad that he's uh, glad that he's thriving in something that he likes doing. For oh, sure. for sure, it's all real low calorie food. Okay, very nice. I'm joking. It is oh, like okay. <laughs> it's like the like, the burgers say- are like the size of like a plate. Okay, because like I was about to say, I'm like it just made me wonder if uh, Molnar lost any weight, but I'm highly <laughs> doubting that. So, <Nope. laughs> yeah, no, I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very nice. Well, I'm glad. I'm very glad to hear that for yeah. him. Uh, good for him. Very nice. All right, and yeah, dude, that uh, that wraps it up. You're getting ready. That was the big 2060 episode before the break and stuff. So, um, if you didn't have anything else to add, dude, go ahead and take us out of here. Let's get to this fucking Fourth of July weekend. I have nothing else. Uh, just uh, yeah, I'm I'm ready. I love doing this, love podcasting, but I am ready for like an extended break. Yeah, uh, oh, a little, a little, little time off from this. Um, so, but yeah, this is a fun episode, and as always, have fun doing with this, doing this with you. Um, you can check us out uh, at Citizen Pigs and uh, at Polish Kaiju on all of our uh, on all of our socials. Um, obviously, thanks for downloading and streaming. You can find us on Podbean. You can find us on Google Play, on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. There's probably other places that put us that I've forgotten at this point. Um, just go ahead and look for The Occasionalists, and you'll find us there. And as always, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>